Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. It is your favorite podcaster, Kaylee, and I have so much in store for you today, including a continuation of our creative series, but we can't ignore real life matters right now. So there's some things that are going on in society that we have to discuss. I think the biggest, of course, topic and headline of the week is Justice Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. So she passed away at the age of 87, and I just want to take this moment to wish her soul peace and her family healing. She fought a good fight, and that's not only in the courtroom and from the bench, but physically as she battled three different types of cancers and other health-related issues. And she was not perfect, like none of us. And there were times where she lacked in racial cases. However, overall, she's done a lot for women and everyone in various ways. And I encourage you to look it up and just see what she's done in life and achieved. So anyway, her seat on the Supreme Court is obviously now vacant and 45 and others in power like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, also known as Lady G. But, you know, that's something for you to Google on your own. And I cannot confirm the validity of all of that, but I'll just throw it out there. Anyway, they want to fill her seat and her dying wish. And I want to mention this first was to not have her seat filled until a new president was installed. This election is coming up very soon, November 3rd. It is so easy and proper to honor this wish of hers. And I won't even mention the hypocrisy tied to this as they were fought. They fought tooth and nail to block Obama's SCOTUS pick, you know, until a new election. So but I'm not even going to get into that. And though not elected, and I want to point this out, even though they're not elected, they are appointed SCOTUS and other tra- judicial, sorry, <laughs> positions are incredibly important. Okay, these are lifetime appointments, y'all, and they have the ability to shape our lives for decades and shape generations lives so they can create new law through their rules and precedents that they set. And they can also in current laws through their practices and their rulings. Just a simple way of breaking down their power. And again, I encourage you to inform yourself and learn more. But yeah, so if a Republican fills her spot there and there's a reelection of 45. This will lead to a heavily conservative Supreme Court, and that would attack every marginalized group you can think of. I mean, from people of color, particularly the black community, women, LGBTQ community, you know, Muslims, all those different things. And remember, intersectionality. There are many of us who have all these part of their identity. Okay, like, for instance, when I say women in the black community, I'm a black woman. So I'll be attacked in two different manners. And that's what I mean by intersectionality. And then you have black women who are also part of the LGBTQ community, and they'll be attacked in those ways or those that are muslim and part of all those communities so just think about intersectionality and all the ways that people can be affected and remember like people can be harmed incredibly and again for generations for decades okay and remember like i said earlier the president also appoints federal judges throughout the country so it's not just scotus and by scotus i mean the supreme court of the united states just in case like that you know acronym isn't familiar with some of you And, you know, I want to say this, that everyone is entitled to feel how they do about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They both have problematic histories. And I mean, I've delved into some of them, some of my older um, episodes from last year. I went through her record and different things that she's done. And you know what? They need to be called out and they need to be held accountable. But hear me when I say this, this election and I'm not being dramatic in any way, shape or form is truly life or death matter like it's a life or death matter It is a life defining matter like quite literally and I want you to hear me you need to vote and you need to vote him out 
like these parties they are not the same both fell the american public don't get me wrong but there is one party that is literally trying to destroy anyone in america who is not rich and of course who is not white and that has to be clear again they are not the same and i think i fell victim into thinking that a little bit in reference to hillary and again that's the like that's social media and just how it can infiltrate your mind and different things of that nature and i'll get into that later but you know again and she was problematic in herself especially her husband in different ways but again like i said these two parties are not the same at all democrats they are flawed and they have not helped marginalized communities especially the black community like they should have but again these parties are not the same please vote please vote out 45 even if you have to begrudgingly vote for joe biden if you don't go out and vote you are literally risking lives you are risking and that's your life as well you're risking destroying whatever tenuous rights and liberties we have now that is all just do the right thing by others and by yourself just read research think critically do not listen to the music and social media like i said before and i hinted at earlier social media is a flex social media is an illusion social media spreads misinformation and it can also induce a negative group think hurt mentality you know think this through just really weigh it and just really you know just use your mind you all have a mind and it's so powerful y'all don't even know it so yeah just use it educate yourself and just do the right thing so briefly as I do want to keep this episode as light as possible while addressing important issues that I need to, let's talk about ICE. So we all know about the kids and children in cages and the impact it's had on the family, you know, especially like the Latino, Latinx community. But do you also know a large number are also black immigrants and like particularly Haitian? And I understand anti-blackness in other communities, believe me. But I still view that you should still care about what's happening to other minorities and marginalized groups. And guess what? That same thing is happening to our people, too. Like, are you aware of the forced hysterectomies that are occurring right now in ICE detention camps affecting people of color? Again, specifically black women, especially in Georgia. There's just so much going on, y'all. And then lastly, I made an episode called Chi Ting. Um, probably early last year, expressed like exposing Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and other parents in the college admission scandal. And you know, they bought their children's way into college and Felicity Huffman served like a few days in prison, maybe like 13, 10, something like that. And Lori Laughlin, she's going to prison um, for a couple of months, but she gets to choose a prison of her choice. So she chose a, like a medium security prison. And it's one that has like amenities and options you wish your apartment complex had or you wish that you had everyday access to. And I just want to point out that there's so many mothers of color that try to help their child often, you know, just or not often, but try to help their child obtain a better education and make space for them to have a better life. And they are just treated way more harshly and it's not right and i'm always going to call things for what they are and this is an honest example of different things i mean white privilege you know classism it's also an example of the unprotected state of black women and the war that's raged on them so i'm gonna leave it at this because i do want to dive into part two of our creative series and keep things as fun and light as possible um so we will chat with two creatives who are examples of black love when we return after this break and we're back so today we are joined by Christine and Artie Shaw. They have their own web series called Stop Sounding Stupid, which we will dive into shortly. But first, I just want to give them a chance to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Christine. I'm a documentary filmmaker based in Brooklyn, New York. Um, my husband and I, we have a production company and we work together and we uh, produce, shoot and edit content uh, for ourselves and for other creator, creatives and other brands. 
and I'm already, I just do what my wife says <laughs> and try my best to look uh, as good as I possibly can while doing what my wife says. I, I've been in the, um, I get that TV and film industry for like a year or, or so now. So um, for the most part, I am just the guy that likes to look in the future and hopes that what I'm looking at makes sense. Awesome. Thank you. So one thing that I adore, Black love. So how long, how long have you two been together? Um, we've been together for five years and change. Um, and Artie can give you the exact numbers. He's, he's good with that stuff. <laughs> it was five years, three months, two weeks. Okay, yeah, you are definitely good with the numbers. <laughs> Down to the key. All right. Well, I remember that we met October 4th, 2004, 1.56 p.m. Like, it's, it's kind of hard not to know that specific time because you know when you come across an angel. Oh, that's so cute. I'm glad. Okay. That's so cute to know down to the time. Mm, yes, that is love, honey. <laughs> that is love. <laughs> love it. So awesome. So the goal of your show is just to help people communicate better. So for you or both of you, what does healthy communication look like in a romantic relationship? Ooh, that is that is a big question. Um and if I'm being 100% transparent, it's communication is something that I'm still learning and developing every day. Um, you know, we both come from two different worlds and different backgrounds. So, you know, we came into the marriage with different communication styles. So for me, I tend to keep a lot of things in my head, which is not always great, but, you know, I've definitely learned throughout the course of our marriage to, you know, just share everything that's on my head and to 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 be okay with whatever the response is and know that you know whatever he's saying he's saying it in love and um i think once i have that mindset with whatever communication we have i just find that things are a lot you know a lot better and a lot easier to sort of exchange ideas and, and just understanding that your style is not everyone's style i think I think healthy communication is just that. It's communication, but it's not just, oh, we talk all the time. It's not just that, you know, we talk the way that I talk or, or you speak in the fashion that you speak or, you know, I have to understand, you know, the manner by which you grew up or you have to understand how I grew up. I think every style of communication, like, you know, you and me, Kaylee, like we're, we're going to communicate differently than I'm going to communicate to another host. Uh, we have our own language that we have to build. And the longer you're with a person, the longer you're, whether it's romantic or otherwise, honestly, you're building a language. You know, at a certain point, I'm going to say something off the wall and crazy to you, like, oh, that's disgusting. Well, in your language, disgusting means just that, nasty, gross, or otherwise. I'm saying that that means overwhelmingly fierce and awesome. Well, you know, when you talk to me and you hear the word disgusting, I'm communicating that something's awesome. You know, so I think it's, it's a lot about just understanding that the two of you, the three of you, the four of you, whatever those relationships happen to be, uh, whether it's you know romantic or otherwise, you're building your language together. Thank you. Um, you, you both brought up a lot of great points. Now just take a moment and tell the audience about your show. I... Yeah, I definitely don't want to start this one. I... Yeah, yeah, so... you, you go, you take that. So Stop Sounding Stupid, it came out of a, so I'm an IT consultant and much of what we do is communication on a regular basis. And 
I was in a meeting once and there was a, a an individual, we're going to call him Bob because I refuse to say his real name. Yes, I still remember who it was. This was years ago. But he was leading the conversation. He kept using filler words and he was stuttering. And you knew that he was concerned about how he sounded, but it just came across so poorly, so badly. It was, it was uncomfortable, just to say the least. It was uncomfortable. I cringed for him. And I know everyone else on the line did too. And I figured if this guy who makes no less than $50 an hour to communicate to other people across all project parts is doing this poorly, goodness, everybody else in life must be doing bad too. So I wanted to find the ways that I confidently communicate and that I help or that I could help others to do the same thing. Uh, that's when I reached out to my wife and said, hey, um, I want to help people to stop sounding stupid. And she laughed. And then she said, I got about five topics for you. Some things that I might need help with myself. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, I think it's always great when shows or creative work is always born from a personal moment. This show for me was born out of a personal moment as well. I'm not going to get into all those details, but no, I totally relate about that moment. And another moment that I relate to, are you overtly concerned about hurting someone's feelings, even though you're negatively impacted? that right there when I heard that opening in episode one I felt that and that episode went on to discuss setting boundaries and that's often hard to do if we're being real so do you have any advice for the audience watch the episode yeah I think it's a it's a multi-pronged approach I think personally mm-hmm. I think the first prong is understanding what you need to set a boundary for. And then you can begin to work from there. I think most of the time we don't think through that very first part and that's where the problems start. Um, just to add to that, um, yeah, I, I actually learned a lot from that in Boundaries episode too. And I think that the key thing is actually knowing what you want from the forefront. And then once you know what you want, you can sort of, you know, share that with other people for to dictate how they interact with you. So I definitely think knowing what you want and then sharing that with other people um, is key. Awesome. So what will you both say are maybe four boundaries that everyone should set in their lives as an act of self-love and an act of self-care? time that for first second third fourth fifth and 20th time i think um a lot of times no pun intended individuals will do things and not have a respect for their own time not think about the respect that they need to have for their own time and thus can't set the boundary for their time you know like you can't well i I hate saying it like this but i think that's it's the truth you can't save everybody you know you can't go to the mall and the market and this place and also be able to just like you had mentioned in your question take care of yourself so time for me answers all four of those boundaries like you you really need to set up situations for yourself and also know how because if, if i'm again just watching the episode if i say hey my time is valuable for me but then when someone asks me to do something i don't know how to say the word no well i've just impacted my time and that's a, that's a major issue for a lot of people. I agree. Um, yeah, I know personally for me, I had a tendency to always say yes to everything because I didn't want to sort of let people down or, you know, not come through. And then I've realized over the years that what I'm doing is I'm actually 
you know, impacting myself and, you know, lessening my own time with my own family. So it's like, at some point, I can't, you know, I have to say no to some things and realizing it's not something that's bad for them, but it's something that's good for me. So I think once you realize that setting boundaries is going to help you, you know, function better and live your best life, it becomes a little bit easier to, you know, know when to say, to say, you know, like, is this opportunity worth losing time with someone else? And so that's where I really think having boundaries uh, comes into play. And I also think, uh, at least in terms of the professional world, if you look at uh, Boundaries Episode 2, uh, I'll give you about five different boundaries that everyone should set uh, in some particular way. Very, very specific contexts, though. Very, very specific contexts. Gotcha. Thank you. And since we're speaking on episodes, overall, what would you say is your favorite episode of your show? I want to steal Christine's answer. She's going to say um, the Boundaries episode, Episode 1. Um, or she'll say episode two. My favorite episode, interestingly enough, is not either of the Boundaries episodes. It's um, the, the intro to pop. Uh, actually, no, it's the stuffing episode. I'll say that. The stuffing episode is my favorite. Um, sweetheart, your, your favorite episode? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have to say it's the Boundaries uh, the the boundaries episodes combined um there's just such great content in there and it's actual practical stuff that people can take and use in their everyday lives so if you're getting an email at odd hours you know he gives you a response that you can use to you know to to set a boundary you know if someone is doing strange things at work or passing gas or heating up things in the microwave they shouldn't like he's giving you actual tools that you can use in real life so i think that's amazing i think that's awesome and it's just really entertaining and funny and i, I think we both had a lot of fun creating that episode and we've got a lot of good feedback from that one as well awesome so before we go is there anything you would like to leave the audience with if you want to communicate better, it takes effort. And the effort that it takes sometimes is as simple as just thinking through the process. Um, Stop Sounding Stupid was meant to take the thinking out of that process for most people and help you to just navigate through it as it becomes a, a, a apparent to you. You know, like, is your pacing off? Is your intonation off? Is your enunciation off? You don't have to think about that if you're watching the episode because I'm just going to give it to you. And then I give you something practical to work on. So communication is not just for individuals who, I don't know, studied it in school. Everyone needs to communicate verbally and non-verbally well. Awesome. Anything you want to add, Christine? Um, I mean, that was beautifully put. There's not much I can add. Um, I will just say that, you know, putting it into practice is key. And in your everyday lives, when you're coming across situations, um, you know, you can, you can set your boundaries in everyday life and you can practice these things in everyday conversation. Um, you know, so just, just take your time and, um, you know, work on these things and you'll be much better off in the end. All right. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap. And I just want to take a moment to thank you both for appearing on the show today. Thank, thank you for, you for having us. us. Awesome. Well, everybody, y'all stay tuned. There's so much more in store after this break. Right now, we are joined by Arthur Anthony Obas. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, ladies. Great to be here. I'm having a great time. It's a beautiful Sunday. What more can I say? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha feeling it so let's just dive right in then so what inspires you to write your book shift your music into a career yeah um 
what inspired me was that I found a niche, right? And there's been a lot of books like Ari Hurston, uh, Donald S. Passman, who writes about generation, you know, why musicians and being independent, but there's not like a Gen Z um, independent book. So I'm tr- I created Shifting Your Music and a Career for more Gen Z, you know, it's still Gen Y, more Gen Z people to show them that there, here's the opportunity for you to shift, you know, legit uh, your music into a full-time career. So that gave me the inspiration. Awesome. So did you self-publish or did you publish your work through a company? What was that process like? Yeah, you know, originally I was going to publish my book through a company, but it was just like if I'm promoting independent artists and um, telling them to go fully independent, that'd be kind of hypocritical of me to go to a publishing company, right? Um, if I don't own the publishing company or if I don't know of them, whatever. So I decided to go self-publish. And, you know, the process was kind of tough because I, I did a, I did a 12-month research, six months of writing, and then six months of figuring out the marketing plan. So it took about two years. Gotcha. Thank you for that. Because I'm actually interested in publishing my own book, so that's very insightful. So just take Yeah, a- no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, just take a moment and tell the audience about your book. Yeah, so again, Shifting Your Music Into a Career, Volume 1, looks at case studies from like Travis Scott, Frank Ocean, um, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, um, some of my personal observations and other case studies from other musicians, and it kind of gives you insights on how to brand yourself, how to tackle streaming, how to tackle social media, how to tackle live performances in a span of 46 pages. Um, and the, the purpose of the book is it's like you're not going to be able to understand everything in 46 pages. You have to go back, annotate, and apply it to your stuff. Um, and it's been working with the artists that I manage and consult with, which are Nick Moody, Jahar, Shailizi, um, Apostle. And yeah, that's basically shifting your music into a career volume one for you. Awesome. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So when the show first started back in 2018, I used to do music trivia at the end of every episode. And so I'm bringing that back today. And I want you, as well as the audience listening, just play along. So I'm going to recite lyrics from five songs. And I want to see if you can guess the artist and the song. Perfect. All right. So we're about to start with the lyrics for song one. All right. Here we go. But once a good girl's gone bad, she's gone forever. I'll mourn forever. Shit. I got to live with the fact I did you wrong forever. Oh, crap. Uh, okay. You have to get the song and the person, right? Yep. Oh, crap. Um, do I, I don't get hints, right? Nope. No hints. No hints. You got to oh, know crap. it. <laughs> Crap. Um, bad girl gone. Oh. Well, I feel like this is a Rihanna song. Um, which I think I'm probably wrong. I mean, it has to be off the anti one. Um, damn. Uh, needed me. So actually, this is a Jay Z song. Song cry. Oh wow! 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 Off the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to pull lyrics from different parts of the song just to test it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, good, I was like, bad girl gone thing. I was like, that sounds like a Rihanna bar. <laughs> I mean, you were close. They do have that connection. Rock Nation, you know. Rock Nation, right. Cool. So now we're going to go to the next song. All right. On the star, you ought to wish no regular wish because we're making love and you're taking all of it. This ain't no regular. I'll make you better with this. Oh, that has to be a Drake bar. Come on. That has to be a Drake bar. Uh, damn. 
I, 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 it has to be thank me later. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going with the Drake. It has to be a Drake bar. So it is actually a song by Usher, Ludacris, and Little John, and those are lyrics from Usher. And is the that song, his song "Year"? It, huh? Is that the song "Year"? It's his song "Sex Beat" that he dropped this year. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm pulling like I'm pulling these random songs. I was on my title playlist, my little mix that it makes for me, and I was just pulling songs from there. And I'm choosing like the most random lyrics and like in each verse. That is, that is so. That was that one was like I did not expect the Usher and Lil John one, but that was different. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, song three. You're gonna get one of these. I know it. Okay, so song three. Here we go. Baby, one plus one ain't two when you with me. C ain't after A and B when you with me. It don't make sense right now, but it will. Later on when you see how I make you feel. And then another part of the song. I know you're used to dinner and a movie. Why not be my dinner while making a movie? Oh, oh. Wow, I am terrible with bars. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> I, I, it's actually pretty good bars there. Um, dinner, movie. What art? It has to be an R&B artist. But mm-hmm. I'll be pissed if it's not. Um, imagine if, I, I swear, if it's trade songs, I'll be pissed. Um, but it's not Trey Stone. Um, let's go with what is a scissor for 500? Let's do that. It is Unpredictable by Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I remember, I remember Jamie Foxx. He had the, the digital song. Oh man, what's that song? <laughs> Don't worry. We got two more songs. You're going to get one of them. I know it. I I have to. I have to. Okay. So song number four. I'm about to go for it. Okay. Here are the lyrics. I fell asleep late last night, crying like a newborn child, holding myself close, pretending my arms are yours. Oh, damn. Something, something about getting closer, right? That's the theme of the song. Getting closer. Um. Wow. Wow. I, I, I'm so bad with lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, getting closer. Who? Wait, name an art. I, I gotta name an artist that wants to get closer. Um, you know what? You're an R&B enthusiast. So I have to stay more into R&B now. Um, let's go with. It's not Usher. No. Mm-hmm. Well, R. Kelly's canceled, so I don't think R. Kelly's in the in the. Nope, in the not at right all. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with Genuine. So, this is actually I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson from the 90s, I think. Oh, my. See, I was close. See, I was close. I knew it had to be someone 90s. I knew it. It had to be someone 90s. I was like, that's a 90s bar. Like, it had to be someone 90s. It had to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We got one more. It's the last one. You've got to get it. You've got to get it. Okay. You've got to try. It is, yes, you're going to try. It's still in the R&B track. I'll give you that one hit. I'll give you that one hit because I'm, I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling bad. <laughs> so I'll give you that one hit. No, you don't have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. Li- I'm learning lyrics. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm about to go with the lyrics. 4.30. Can't wait to get home. Nah, girl. I got something else to do. Go ahead. Really get your groove on because tonight my man's coming through. Oh, wow. 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 Okay. Say it again, 4.30. 
Mm-hmm. 4.30, can't wait to get home. Now, girl, I got something else to do. Go ahead, really, get your groove on, because tonight my man's coming through. Okay. It has to be 90s. Okay. My man's coming through. It's Okay, so that's, it has to be a woman. Uh, okay, fingers crossed. I'm going to say Mary J. Blige. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it is an R&B singer. The song is The Way by Jill Scott. Wait, I didn't, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't even expect that. I thought that would be like Mary J. Blige at least. Like that, I was like, okay, that sounds like a Mary J. Blige number. And it's a, oh. it's, a, it's a Jill Scott lyric. I think it's from like the second verse of the song because I didn't want to go with the first verse because that's like everybody knows that first verse, a particular part of it. So I went with this one, but it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Now that I know you, I know that you're an R&B enthusiast. So now next time I play this game, I'll be doing research on my R&B artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R&B is definitely my way. But no, I just want to thank you so much for playing and just for appearing on the show today. Thank you so much for having me and all the love to you and everybody else. All right, Balance Fam, stay tuned. We're going to take a super quick break and then I'll be right back. So I feel like we could use some like positivity, right? Like some good vibes, some good energy. So I'm going to bring back my Tybetian sinking ball and just end this episode on a positive spiritual note and putting good sound waves and good vibes out there in the universe. So here we go. y'all grow glow know and enjoy the rest of your day